So hey, but I want to I want to challenge us this morning in this whole area of Thanksgiving because we're called to overflow. And if you can't see, um, this projector died. It's resting in peace. And uh, we're going to probably have to upgrade this one too now also. So, hey, it's the way it works. And uh, so if you need to move around to see, I do have, I do have some slides this morning. Surprise, yeah. Um, but uh, Colossians 2 verse 6 says, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Has anyone in the room received Christ Jesus as Lord? Any kids in the room? You've received Christ Jesus as Lord. Would you wave your hand and say, yes. All right. I need you kids this morning to help me. I love getting to share on our first Sunday with the kids in the room. Having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you also were instructed and overflowing. Can you say overflowing? Now, I want to challenge us as a church I want us to overflow this month with Thanksgiving. Now, I believe there's already Thanksgiving in your life, but I I just want to prophesy that I believe there's about to be more. And I believe there could be room for more. What if a church in Fort Worth had so much Thanksgiving happening that normal people thought it was excessive? What if we got charged with being excessively thankful? Oh, there's excessive Thanksgiving. You know, I wanted to put up this picture because... I love this because, you know, it's a proper teacup there. And everything about it kind of screams that everything needs to be perfect and in the cup and the cup not even completely full. I'm sure there's a proper amount. My friends from Britain would tell me that you're supposed to put in the cup. I remember Graham Cook correcting us because we were preparing tea in a a steel pot. He was like, that was horrible. I don't even know if he drank it, but, you know. I was like, it has to be prepared, you know, in a glass pitcher, you know, and we, 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 in China. Oh, I'm sorry. See, I didn't even get the lesson then. But I want to challenge us this month to overflow the boundaries, overflowing Thanksgiving. And there's so many amazing challenges in the scripture about Thanksgiving. Ephesians 5.20. I mean, look at this. I, I don't think you're going to overdo it this month. Always giving thanks for all things. I mean, that, that's pretty, pretty intense. And you look at it, you think, always? All things? In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father. And this is describing what flows out of a person, Ephesians 5.18, who is full of the Holy Spirit. And one of the primary characteristics of their life is this overwhelming, overflowing gratitude, gratefulness, thanksgiving that flows out of their life. And so it's going to be hard to overdo this. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, can you say in everything, in the midst of everything, we are giving thanks for this is God's will for your life. Anybody kind of need an upgrade on, I need to know where to go in this season? Well, I want to encourage you to thank your way into it. I believe that you start thanking the Lord, he's going to get you there. And and so that's God's will for your life today, is that in everything you're giving thanks. And you get in that river of thanksgiving, and I believe you're going to end up where you need to end up. So it's going to be hard to overthink this month, but we're going to try. 
and, and I want it to encourage us to overflow. And so I want to look at three thanksgivings of Jesus. There's, there's three different situations in the New Testament where, where Jesus gave, gave thanks. Can we, do the house lights, will they go up at all anymore? Can y'all see if you can get me a little more light there? We'll get it, we'll get it here in a sec. So the feeding of the 4,000 and the 5,000. Let's look at that. And Jesus said to them, how many loaves do you have? And they said, seven and a few small fish. And he directed the people, oh good, thank you. And he directed the people to sit on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and the fish and giving thanks, he broke them and he started giving them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. So here we have in one instance 4,000 men, 5,000 in another. This doesn't even include women and children. And so this is a lot of people. Jesus has told the people to sit down. All they have is a few loaves and fishes. In a moment where lack and pressure were screaming, Jesus gave thanks for the little that he had. And I don't believe that's stuck in there just because it's a nice thing to do. Jesus breaking the bread and giving thanks was an important part, extremely important part of this whole process of the miracle of multiplication. And so this morning, this is one of those messages that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need your help throughout the message. In fact, we're going to have ministry time kind of off and on throughout, throughout this time. I'm going to need the kids to really help me also. And so we're going to attack lack with aggressive thanksgiving. And so we're going to, in the place right now where you feel lack, and I want you to think of what that might be. You probably don't have to think too hard. You know, like most of us, it's been like, you know, where there's an area of lack, we're going to give thanks for what we have. And I believe in this month of November that as we begin to thank aggressively in our area of lack, I believe many of us are going to see breakthroughs this month. In fact, when you look in Scripture, the, one of the primary passages about giving is actually flooded with thanksgiving, that thanksgiving is this whole pro, part of the process, part of the cycle of blessing in the kingdom. It talks about he who gives, sows generously, will reap generously, and that God will multiply the harvest of your righteousness. But in this process, it says... That he, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for the food will supply and multiply. Anybody okay with multiplication happening? Provision of resources? He's going to multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. And you will be enriched in everything for all liberality, which through us is producing what? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a part of this whole equation. Again, it's not thrown in there just as a nice filler that we need to have another. No, it's thrown in there because it is a key part of this process. And I believe there's those, there are those of us in the room this morning who have been sowing, who have been giving, 
And now we're going to add in incredible, aggressive thanksgiving in this process to see the multiplication. For this ministry of service is not only fully supplying the needs of the saints, but is also, help me with this word here, overflowing through many thanksgivings to God. So I want you to stand. And I want us right now, I want you in an area where you have felt lack, I want you to thank him for what you do have in that area. Okay? So if you're feeling a lack, you're like, my car is on its last leg. I made it here today to church. Or whatever. We're going to thank God like crazy for that car that got you here today. Okay? So do you have an area of lack picked out? All right, I want you to out loud begin to thank him for it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Speak it out. Thank you, Lord, for my car. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Some of you need to be thanking the Lord for the $50 that's in your bank account right now. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Where are my kids? I want you to say, kids, I want you to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right. Okay, you can be seated. I want to encourage you to continue that, to continue to thank the Lord for what you have in the area where you know it's time for increase. All right. So let's look at the second Thanksgiving of Jesus. Jesus, Lazarus, he's come. There's quite an atmosphere of grief, uh, frustration, anger with Jesus that he didn't show up earlier. And so, so they removed the stone and, they, and Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you. Kids, can you say thank you? I thank you that you've heard me. Now, this is a really interesting passage here because Jesus says this, and then he goes into a little message about why he gave thanks. And it wasn't what you would normally expect. So, they had, had him remo- he re- had them remove the stone, but there was still another stone, a stone in the spirit, <laughs> that needed to be removed. And so, here's what he says. He says, I knew that you always hear me, but because of the people standing around me, I said it so that they may believe that you sent me. (laughs) Okay. So, Jesus says, Father, I thank you that you hear me. And then he goes into this little side message here for us it's we we don't always get these there's a lot you know a lot of places where I wish he'd done these but here he does this he he says I I know that you hear me father but I'm saying I'm saying this right now because we need to shift the atmosphere of the people around and so I'm giving thanks to you father thank you that you hear me 
This is, this is a beautiful, beautiful thing. I said it that they may believe that you sent me. So while he was saying these things, he cried out with a loud voice, and he said, Lazarus, come forth. Okay, so Jesus gave thanks, and that thanksgiving was for the purpose of shifting the atmosphere so that resurrection could be released. And I believe this morning I'm looking at a, at a people who are powerful to shift atmospheres through thanksgiving. One person coming into your workplace where there's grumbling, the copier's not working, da 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 Somebody says, well, I'm really thankful. I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for the sunshine today. I'm thankful. One person can shift the atmosphere. And when the atmosphere shifted, things happened that wouldn't happen. Even Jesus here said things. He said, I said this so that they could shift the atmosphere. And they would know that you hear me. So we're going to shift atmospheres to release miracles by thanking for past, present, and future. And I want us to look at what Jesus did here. One, the past, he said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. The Greek heiress there, it's in the, in the past tense. But I'm doing this because things need to happen in the present. There's people standing around. And so, Father, I thank you that you hear me. They know now that you hear me. And the future that they will, they will believe. And so I want you to stand up again. And I want us to, I want you this morning to, I want to start, I want you to think about an area where you are either seeking direction or you feel like some things need to happen so that you can go forward. Maybe you're sensing a need, a need for things to shift in your work. Maybe there's some things that need to happen right now in your family. But I want you to think about an area where, where there's a need for upgrade. Anybody have any area in your life where there's a need for upgrade right now? And some people, I feel like even this morning, it's an area of your health. It's been a continual battle for you. It's time for a shift. It's time for a shift in your health. I mean, I was, this morning, just in here, we've been declaring Psalm 103. He said, forget none of your benefits. He heals all your diseases. Lord, we don't forget your benefits today that you are healer in this house. So I want you to think of that area. And now I want you to thank the Lord for how faithful he's been in that area in the past. So just speak it out. Lord, I thank you that you've been a faithful healer. Lord, you are a faithful provider. I thank you that you have been a faithful provider in my life. Now I want us to thank the Lord for what he's doing right now in that area. Lord, I thank you that you're a faithful healer right now in this room. Right now in this room, that you're a faithful, amazing provider. Lord, I thank you that you're an amazing healer of marriages in this room. 
right now, God. I thank you for it. In the name of Jesus. Now I want you to think into the future. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for health. I thank you for health. I thank you for health now. I thank you for health today. I thank you for health tomorrow. Lord, I thank you for abundance of provision. I thank you for where it's flowing from. Lord, I thank you that you are the God of abundance, that you supply all the needs according to your riches and glory. God, I thank you for abundance. Philippians chapter 4, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, in prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Now, if there's an area that you're battling anxiety, many times it's because we say, well, I've been praying some, but is that prayer overflowing with thanksgiving? In fact, one of the things I've learned in loosing people in the gift of prophecy. I just had a, I had a blast doing this a couple weeks ago at LCU. We have any LCU students here? Okay, I know we had some for a conference. Um, and uh, is to actually thank your way into a prophetic word over someone. And so what you do is you, you begin to pray for someone and you can do this even over your own life. But you begin to pray for someone and you don't know what God's saying to them at that moment. But you begin to thank the Lord for what he's doing just because he's good and he's God. And so, Lord, you, you begin to pray and you say, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for what you're doing in this person. And uh, it's a blessing to have Edson's parents with us. We so, we're so thankful for you guys. Thankful for Holly and Edson. Can we give them a hand? Yeah, yeah, so, so let's extend our hands to them, and I don't have a word for them right now, but I feel like I'm going to get a word for them, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to begin to thank the Lord for what he's doing in their lives, and here's what's going to happen, it's going to be like a funnel. My prayers are going to start broad, and they're going to narrow it's going to become more specific, and I'm going to thank my way into their future, into a prophetic word over them. So, so let's just try it right now. You guys are such a blessing. Just the, what you carry in worship when you're here in the house. So, Father, I just thank you so much for, for Edson's parents, Lord, and for your hand, for your hand, Lord, por tus manos sobre ellos, Señor. Gracias por sus vidas, por la historia, por todos que tú, Señor, has uh, hizo en sus vidas. Milagres y señales que, uh, que han visto, Señor, en sus vidas. Y gracias, Señor, por el futuro. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for their lives. Thank you for your faithfulness over them. Thank you for their history. Thank you for this woman of God. Thank you for your hand on her, Lord, and for the prayers that she's prayed, Lord. And I just, I feel like even I, I just, just that you've carried intercession, even like 1 Samuel 3, like, like Hannah, 
And there's things even in this season that you're birthing as you've been praying for things in your family um, and, and other things that, that God is about to release on you guys in this season. There's, there's a, uh, um, it's like, uh, I see like a fresh call over, over your lives in this season that the gifts that you carry are about to be used in an increased way. There's a new capacity on you guys to multiply and we bless, we bless what you carry for such a time as this. And Father, I just thank you for waves of encouragement that are sweeping over them right now. And Father, that you are washing away disappointments and griefs from the past. And there is a new strength coming on them, Father. And we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing. And, and I see younger women around you. I see you having these like powerful mother exhortation, mother moments. I feel like I'm to say over you. Mothering moments that you're going to be able to declare life and wisdom. And I thank you for it, Lord. And what you carry, that uh, you're going to be more contagious than ever before with the spirit of grace and intercession and supplication. And we just bless that in Jesus' name. And I feel like the, I, I just heard that scripture that you've learned to fight with the left hand and the right. And the Lord says, well done in how you've stewarded what you've carried. And Father, I thank you for this man of God. I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and counsel that is upon his life. And I thank you, Father, for a new boldness and a new strength, even as you walked across the front this morning in this house as you were worshiping. I, I felt a, just that breakthrough worshiper that's on you. And the Lord is about over these next three or four months to take you to new places in the heavens that you're going to have some encounters with God that are going to mark you for a new season. Because the Lord is not finished with you. Because I see doors, I see these double doors swinging wide in front of you. <clears throat> and there is more that God has for you. And there, there are messages that you've been carrying, even some since you were a young man, that are about to come forth in full conviction and power in the Holy Spirit. And we bless you. We bless your God. We bless you guys. We bless what you carry. That you've been faithful. I see a plow and I see you. <coughs> that you've been plowing in all different weathers and all different seasons. And we bless that. We bless that over you. That it's going to go to a new generation. A new generation. And, and the Lord, for both of you, like he's, he's giving you a capacity greater than you've ever had to connect with the younger generations. That what felt like a wall, you will now walk through. And with a new capacity to connect through the generations. And we bless that over you. In Jesus' name, bendiciones. Let's just say we bless you. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All right, so you can be seated. So I want to challenge you to, in an area where you don't know or see clearly right now where you're going, that Thanksgiving actually we can like thank into our future. So, you know, I've, I've counted one day. 
I had over 300 messages that began like this. Father, I thank you for what you're doing this Sunday. Now, the reason I write, Father, I am thankful, but the re- usually the reason I write, Father, I'm thankful for what you're doing this Sunday is because I don't have a clue of what he's doing that Sunday. And I learned a long time ago that rather than being anxious and striving and trying to create a message, that it's much better to go ahead and pray into it and to thank your way into it. So I start praying, I thank you for what you're doing, I thank you for what you're releasing, and all of a sudden it begins to be more specific. And then I see something in the Spirit, but it happens as I give thanks for what he's doing by faith of what I don't know yet what he's doing. And I do this all the time in ministry. I come up, I say, thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. And you sit out there and say, oh, Steve knows what God's doing. But Steve doesn't know what God's doing yet, but he's thinking his way into it. And that's exactly what Jesus did here in John 11. He thanked his way, and that thanksgiving actually prepared the atmosphere for the release of resurrection. And this to me is the clearest passage in all of scripture where you see that. And you and Jesus gives his own little message, his own little sermon here about why he thanked the Father that the Father heard him. And it gives us these keys that we're going to thank for the past. And I want to encourage you in an area where you're struggling now to remember what God did. Remember that check that came. Because see, he didn't give you a check just to give you a check. He gave you a check because he wants to give you a revelation of who he is as provider. A check from five years ago will not sustain you. But a revelation of provider will carry you everywhere you need to go in him. And so some of us need to go back and get the lesson and really meditate like, Okay, I needed $75.54, and I got a check for that exact amount. That was not an accident, and that hopefully was not a one-time thing. That was a breakthrough to give you a revelation that you don't just even have a check. You have a provider who is watching over you. All right, third Thanksgiving of Jesus. You with me, kids? Where are the kids? All right, I need all the kids to say, thank you, Lord. All right. The Passover meal, the third place where Jesus gives thanksgiving. It says, when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank from it. So in the face of betrayal, Judas is sitting around this table. Jesus is about to carry the weight of the sins of the world. The affliction, the infirmity, there's no way to even begin to comprehend all that he was about to take on himself. He's sitting around and he says, Father, I I thank you. So in the face of betrayal and unfathomable spiritual, physical, and emotional pain, Jesus is thanking the Father. And it talks about us in 2 Timothy 3.1. It says, in the last days, difficult days will come. For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, 
and unholy. The spirit of the world, this in, ingratitude, you are owed more, is what the world says. You deserve better. And it's this spirit of entitlement, which is the opposite of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving breaks through entitlement. And so as we're giving thanks, we are actually, you are actually coming against that spirit of the age that says, be ungrateful. You should have had more, should have been better. You got cheated. People don't recognize you enough. You're not getting enough. You deserve a break today. <laughs> it's all through all the advertisements. You deserve. When it's all the grace of God, we don't deserve anything. It is the grace and the mercy of God. So we release thank the thanksgiving of heaven that directly opposes and overcomes the spirit of the age. And it is so much more powerful than the spirit of the world. Hebrews 12. This expression yet once more denotes the removing of those things which can be shaken as of created things so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Anybody living in a world where there's some shaking? <laughs> there's going to be some more shaking in this world. The things that can be shaken will be shaken. They need to be shaken. But there is a kingdom which remains which cannot be shaken. And so we are not overwhelmed by the shaking. We're overwhelmed by the greatness of our God in the midst of it. We're overwhelmed by the reality of the revelation of the kingdom of God in what's being manifest in this time. So therefore, verse 28, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude. Now out of all the things he could have put right here, <laughs> you know, hang in there, you're going to make it, whatever, you know. He says, nope. You have a kingdom which cannot be shaken. And what's going to stand out about us in the time of shaking is gratitude. Let us show gratitude. Let us be thankful by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe. And there are people who in the midst of the shaking, they're not under the shaking, they're not overwhelmed by the shaking, they are overwhelmed by the goodness of their God. And in the more shaking there is, the more gratitude they release. In a world of shaking, we are giving thanks because we have a kingdom which cannot be shaken. And you see what can't be shaken 
through the lens of gratitude. Those people who are going to see the kingdom, see the increase, see the opportunity, see the amazing days that we live in, that God has entrusted us with times like this, that we get to live in 2022 and the spirit of God is being poured out all over the earth and we are seeing nations saved right now that we were hoping would someday be saved are now being saved and the gospel is spreading like wildfire. These are amazing days to be alive. We live in a day when the Holy Spirit has been poured out and the sons and the daughters prophesy. These are days of incredible opportunity. And we were created for such a time as this. God put you here in 2022. He could have put you in 1922. But he puts you in 2022. And so through the lens of gratitude, we are going to see the unshakable kingdom is best seen through the lens of gratitude. So we're going to go back into our neighborhoods where maybe you're not, you're hoping God's doing something in that neighbor you're praying for. Maybe the one that's loud or whose dog barks all the time. And we're going to go back into that neighborhood and we're going to go, Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for what you're doing in my neighbors. I thank you for placing me here in this neighborhood for such a time as this. I take my place as a pastor in this neighborhood. I take my place as a releaser of life, and I thank you for this neighborhood. A thankful heart overcomes an entitled attitude. Second Corinthians passage we hit a minute ago, the whole process of giving ends with this amazing <laughs> verse, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. And you've heard it said many times, there's no way we can outgive God. Thank you, God, for the gift of Jesus. And you know, If you never saw God do one more thing, like not one more blessing, like stopped. If all blessings stopped today, the indescribable gift of God, we could still never thank enough. And so the foundation of my thanksgiving go so much deeper than whether I feel like I'm having a good day or a good week or a good month or whatever, I have a good God. And I have a God who gave his only son the indescribable gift of God 
that I get to live my life seated with Christ in the heavenly places, and that I'm going to spend the next billion years gazing upon the beauty and the majesty of Jesus Christ himself, overcome by who he is. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Why don't you stand up? Thank you, Lord. All around the room right now, let's just begin. Let's begin to thank the Lord for what he's done. Thank you, Jesus, for the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Let's just speak it out all around the room, all around the room. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for every drop of your blood that was shed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you took my sin, my shame, my infirmity, and that you gave me your righteousness. Thank you, Jesus, that you poured out Holy Spirit, that I don't have to go try to find a temple, but you've made me the temple, and the Holy of Holies is in me right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're going to do this month. God, as this house overflows with thanksgiving. God, thank you. Thank you for what you're releasing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're breaking strongholds. I see someone, I see someone here that there's there's a uh, there's been a bitter spirit in your family. It came through your mother's side, even particularly with your with your grandmother. And you'll know who you are. But right now the Lord is giving you opportunity to say no to that bitterness that's been in your family for generations. And you're going to begin to give thanks in a new way. Father, thank you that you melt away bitterness. Thank you that bitterness cannot stay in a grateful heart. Some of you, there's a shift coming in, in what you've been walking through. The grief, the things you've been processing, the why, the why did this happen to me? And I see you beginning to just even just thank the Lord that you're still here. You're still alive. And that you have a future and a hope. And I want to tell you that your future, the future and the hope is greater than the pain of the past. And I want to thank you, Father, for the shift that's going to happen for some this month as we overflow. And Lord, I want to pray that overflow wouldn't be a word, just a word. But I want to pray that it would be like that, Father, that, that, just that glass that was overflowing, that it would be, 
that we would come into that place where our thanksgiving is even messy. That our flesh is saying too much, too much, too much. But heaven is saying yes, 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 yes. Father, let it, let it be offensive to the spirit of the age and to the spirit of ingratitude and entitlement. That is so prevalent. Thank you, God. I see some of you right now that you you feel like you're standing in the midst of ashes. (laughs) And I just see you in the midst of that place, just beginning to give thanks. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you that I'm alive, standing here right now in this day in 2022. Thank you that I have hope. And I just see the breath of God, fresh hope coming in you and on you. And I see you becoming someone who has so much hope that you start giving hope away. That you have more than enough hope and you begin to give it. You begin to lend it and give it and share it with people around you. Because that's really who you are. You abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see people being thankful for your heritage, beginning to see things from God that you have not seen yet, that He ordained for your family line, that you're taking hold of them now. And you're no longer despising your heritage. But there's a gratitude. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I want you to put your hands on someone near you and just pray and declare overflowing gratitude over them. Overflowing gratitude in your life. Father, may we overflow. May we overflow with gratitude and thanksgiving. Thank you, God.